It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Over the years, I've interviewed a number of state GOP chairs. We, we talk a lot about the state issues and, and what needs to happen. Uh, there have been GOP chairs in the past, like uh, former White House Chief of Staff John H. Sununu in New Hampshire, uh, many others, and recently Jennifer Carnahan, the former chair in Minnesota. And it made me think that we need, in a primary season, to help the broader audience understand not only the role and the responsibility, but best practices and actions being staked at the state level. We can't ignore, and I've seen it over the years all too often, the many failures of state GOP leadership uh, in this country. And when it comes to our primary season, our election season, the candidate carousel, uh, they can play an incredibly important role, and they should. So we'll continue with a current GOP chair, and that is the chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia, Richard Anderson, uh, who joins me now. Rich, uh, we had a great conversation first time around when we met off air. Now let's take it on air. Good to have you here. Good, good to be here, David. Thank you for having me. So, look, let's start with that point. Uh, Virginia, of course, I, I think a great place to start with a current chair like yourself, a state that has seen, I would say, the beginning of a remarkable turnaround. Great success so far. Uh, reality of dealing with uh, elections and issues together that drives voters, regardless of party affiliation, to the polls to vote on policy principles and important issues so from your chair so to speak uh what do you do next given where we are in this election cycle and frankly outside of the election cycles well uh david what we do next is we do what we have proven we keep doing what has worked successfully for the commonwealth of virginia and electing great conservative candidates to office I became the chairman in August of 2020, quite frankly, felt like I was clambering aboard the uh, HMS Titanic. Uh, And then the following year, we because we had had been in the wilderness for a decade, as you know, in terms of statewide office. And so um, we got these great candidates in May of 2021 in the form of Glenn Youngkin as governor, Winsome Sears, lieutenant governor, Jason Miar as attorney general the most uh, diverse slate Virginia has ever had in its history, but men and women of vision. And then we flipped the Virginia House of Delegates because he had quality candidates there. In the end, quality candidates make all the difference in the world. And so uh, they were successful this past November in what I call the great Republican clean sweep of 2021. We are now in the midst of our cycle for federal office for the United States House of Representatives. So far, we have out of our 11 congressional districts in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we have uh, nominees um, in place for seven of those districts, and we have four additional districts that we'll nominate candidates for at the June 21st state primary in Virginia. I look out across the group either that we've already nominated 
for the universe of candidates seeking the nomination in the remaining four districts. And we have quality, and I mean quality with a capital Q, group of candidates. So what we do is we continue to do that. Um, We run on the outstanding records of this new Republican majority in the Virginia House of Delegates, because in the end, good policy is good politics. So that's what we'll do. And then then we do well this year. We, we sincerely hope to flip the 2nd Congressional District in Hampton Roads, the 7th Congressional District that runs from Central Virginia to Northern Virginia, and the 10th Congressional District, which is west of Washington, D.C., anchored principally in Loudoun County. We do that. Then the Virginia Congressional Delegation will be a majority Republicans, and it sets the predicate for next year when we swing back into the state election cycle. And our first task is to grow our majority in the Virginia House of Delegates, our Republican majority. And then to look at the Senate, we need two seats to get a clear majority there. If we get one seat, then we have a working majority because Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears will cast the tie-breaking vote. So that's how we continue continue this momentum. No, look, it's a, it's a great uh, stage that you set for this. And, you know, responsibility, right? Citizens have a responsibility. Elected officials, all of us have a responsibility. And the, the state party, and, you know, we'll put the national party aside. That's not what we're here to talk about. But in similar fashion, uh, has a role to play once the people have made their choice in the primaries. Uh, training candidates, things that aren't often talked about, Rich, I like to get out there for the audience because that <laughs> you've got to train candidates. You've got to make sure you have the right staff in place. Candidates have to have make sure they're accountants, their legal team. There's so much more to this that needs to happen. And if we don't have a system that works, and as someone, uh, you've got a 30-year history in the Air Force, right? You need a team. You need all the parts to work together to have an effective outcome so what in virginia have you done as chair to frankly fix what i said for years was broken and and it's working well what we did is i said earlier first of all we had great candidates last year that stepped forward competed got nominated and eventually elected but uh, what we've done with the state party infrastructure is built it out to where we have the capable manpower, the money, and the mission in order to do the things we need to do. We've trained, as we said in the military, you know this term, train, man, and equip. That's what we've done. That's been my entire approach. I've taken the approach as uh, I'm, I'm the, uh, the commander of the organization and consequently need to maintain and equip in order to accomplish the mission, which is to elect Republicans so that we have good policy outcomes in Richmond. Um, what we have done is taken the flat, hollow organization that I inherited, and we've built it out to where we have approximately a dozen full-time employees at the Republican Party of Virginia headquarters. And you mentioned training, so I'll center on that. We have uh, hired a director of candidate recruitment, vetting, and training. Uh, that individual's job, he's now on the job. And we are actively recruiting in order to ensure that in next year's state cycle, that all 100 seats, all 100 races in the Virginia House of Delegates, and all 40 in the Senate of Virginia 
have a nominated Republican candidate. One of the reasons we lost the House and the Senate in 2019 was because fully one-fourth of our races between the House and the Senate had no Republican nominees, so those were sure pickups for Democrats. We didn't make that mistake in 2021. We recruited hard. We had 100 candidates running for the House of Delegates. The Senate was not up, only the House of Delegates. And last year, we gave Glenn Youngkin that working majority in the Virginia House of Delegates that he needed, and he's moved the ball downfield. So next year, we we run candidates across the board, and voila, I think we have a great opportunity to expand our Republican majority in the House and then in the Senate to, in fact, take control of the Senate. One of those other two elements is not only do we recruit candidates, but we need to vet them to make sure that they're quality candidates, that there's not a debilitating uh, circumstance in their past that will hamper their ability to be appealing to the broadest cross-section of candidates. And then we train. And, in fact, this week we're doing our first two in a series of seven training courses at various locations around the state in order to train uh, potential candidates for races for the Virginia House of Delegates and the Senate of Virginia. But at Governor Yunkin's request, we've also expanded that to include training for candidates for our boards of supervisors, our city and town councils, our school boards, and even a strange organization we have in Virginia but is elected, the Soil and Water Conservation Districts. We intend to make deep and lasting inroads in this uh, Commonwealth of Virginia. My guest, uh, the chair of the Virginia Republican Party, Richard Anderson, you know, boy, as you're talking, I'm thinking question, I got a question about that. Okay, let's keep working our way down here, Rich, because we really, I want people to understand success and how you get there and what you're describing. Candidate training and all these things are an important part of that. Uh, We've got a new digital era. We'll get to that in a minute. But working down ballot, two things come to mind. One. Those areas where typically, whether it's, you know, local county position or otherwise municipal positions uh, that matter, because those those successful elected officials work their way up to become maybe that state senator or that state representative. And, and who knows right from there, maybe even the governor someday. And that's important. So we need that. But also competitive. You talk about being competitive in, in every district. The politics of attrition, there are districts that are tough. They're not easy districts for Republicans. And over the years, I've asked the question of so many, uh, what about the politics of attrition? Taking a few points away, running a candidate, maybe not this cycle, maybe not next cycle, but suddenly you now have a competitive race and a Republican pickup. So down ballot and the politics of attrition, what are you doing in Virginia? Well, my approach to this, and this is how I have instructed the Republican Party of Virginia headquarters staff and how they're operating, is that in running candidates in every district, even those tough districts in the northern Virginia region, which is heavily dominated by Democrats, we must run candidates because that does two things. That requires Democrats to expend resources in those areas and not share those with downstate races where they could convert those races to competitive races. That's number one. So we have developed uh, considerable energy in doing that. Number two, 
when we run someone in every district, that's our pathway to building a bench. Because I tell these candidates who contact me, and I even now have candidates contacting me wishing to run as our nominee in the 2024 race for the United States Senate in Virginia, I tell them, whether you win or whether you lose, you emerge from the process with a hard-fought, hard-run skill set and how to plan and execute a political campaign. And so doing, that puts you on that bench. And by bench, I'm talking a, a, a repository of candidates who are right there on the sidelines, ready to be put into the game, onto the field at a moment's notice. That's how we build an invigorated and deepened bench so that we match and exceed that bench that the Democrats have developed in Virginia. And we are already there. We have a tremendously deep bench now for local, state, and federal offices. And you mentioned down-ballot races. Those are so vitally important. We tend to focus on races for the United States Congress and for the state legislature. But I, I can tell you right now, and everybody knows this, races for school boards, that is the hottest commodity right now. That is where the biggest fight is. And you only have to look at our own Loudoun County in Northern Virginia to reach that conclusion. Because I'll tell you what, a year ago, people in Texas or Colorado or California had never heard of Loudoun County. But I guarantee, doggone you, they know where Loudoun County is these days. You know, taking it beyond that and in order to you know, to really go out and continue this path, this, this path to more victories, uh, requires playing in a new world, and that is including the, the digital world, right? You've got media's always been there, but there are new aspects of it. And, you know, watching the way things have played out, uh, not just with the Young King race, but the other races as well, uh, throughout the last cycle or two, uh, it's getting better in Virginia. And, you know, I'm that guy that digs around and looks at the people you have in positions and the leadership and what they, what they've done. I'm a resume guy, you know, where do they come from? And I looked into your digital team and your digital director, Nathan Pittman, by the way, impressive guy, for example, uh, this was successful because you were fighting, especially with the Yunking race, a, a serious media onslaught, but you managed to penetrate that and get to the people. So how do you deploy at the state level or at the local level or in any way effectively from a digital perspective? Well, digital is so all important. It's so important that I believe that the days of uh, receiving hard copy printed paper material, campaign material in your, your postal service mailbox Someday will go away and it will be 100% digital. So we're in a transitional phase now, making digital so vitally important. I do not classify myself as an expert at digital. So we went out and found what we thought was one of the best in Virginia, and that was in the form of our Republican Party of Virginia headquarters digital director, Nathan Pittman. I've been very pleased with him. He cut his teeth working for Congressman Rob Whitman of Virginia's first congressional district. So he knows the ropes uh, up and down um, the ticket. And so he's been invaluable to us. He is backed up by a very effective digital team that's working hard on messaging. We have had unprecedented results in our online fundraising. 
uh, in keeping uh, Republic, Virginia Republican voters informed. Uh, I just cannot say enough good about this team. Our, one of our major missions, of course, is to support the messaging uh, of the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the attorney general. We have frequent dialogue back and forth with those comms teams uh, for our three statewide elected officials. We amplify what they're saying. Uh, they set the agenda, and we ensure that Virginia Republicans hear the good news story about these policy proposals and achievements that have been promulgated uh, by our governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general. So you know, we have weekly meetings uh, between our comms teams and those three comms teams, as well as our House and Senate Republican caucus comms teams. So we are unified and moving forward. You know, as a military guy, I get it. Whether you're marching onto a military battlefield or you're marching onto a political battlefield, if your forces are united uh, and you have you exercise the premise of unity of command, by God, you can do great things and you can prevail on that battlefield. And so that's exactly what we're doing. And, uh, you know, it goes right to my next question. <laughs> my guest, by the way, Richard Anderson, chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia. QRF, quick response force, because no plan survives okay. first contact. And that happens a lot. Uh, clearly, when you look at just the media, the activists, the protests, for example, in Virginia, you see what's going on or has gone on around the Supreme Court justice uh, justices' homes, for example, or at the school board meetings. Those are some more prevalent and recent examples. Uh, you've got to be able to respond to that, to the onslaught. So, you know, for people listening out there and you talk about getting the message to them, whether digital or otherwise, uh, you need a quick response, uh, oftentimes in minutes, uh, because in hours, damage can be done. That's correct. At the state party level, uh, we've developed that capability uh, in recent days. We uh, have had a need to do that very quickly. We huddle um, with the comms teams from other Virginia Republican entities, governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and the two House caucuses, the two uh, General Assembly caucuses. And we collaborate and immediately move in near real time, certainly minutes. That's a capability we didn't have before, but that's a capability we've developed through these new players that we have across the branches of Virginia government. Um, and out in the field, we have 125 local Republican units across the state. Some of them are really in tough areas, namely northern Virginia, and they have developed impressive capabilities. As an example, the Fairfax County Republican Committee, that is a battle-hardened, battle-tested group. They are not only on the battle lines, they are deep into enemy territory, and they're maneuvering and maneuvering with splendor. So I'm so, so gratified that they're able to do that, that when there is a school board or a county board of supervisors meeting in Fairfax or in Loudoun, tough areas for us, um, our people can be deployed with a matter of hours notice to attend a school board or a board of supervisors meetings, energetically express the conservative viewpoint for consideration. And they're getting play in uh, earned media by doing so. So very vitally important. Agility on the battlefield is crucial. 
You know, there's a group that I think can play a huge uh, role in this, and it's a fast-growing population in this country. Uh, You've partnered with the Virginia Latino National Republican Coalition, and Latino voters in Virginia, uh, as as a block uh, on traditional family values, limited government, uh, and other issues, we, we align in that way. While they may not always vote, uh, unfortunately, historical voting, as we've seen, becomes an issue. How do you work to change that? And it, it goes along with going into the tough districts, the areas where Republicans in the past typically didn't go and maybe not even welcome initially, but you've got success to work on. So how do you work to to move more of that voting block? Uh, we're pragmatists. I believe we are based on our conversations before and now. How do we win and how do we bring new voters in? Well, Governor Yunkin did very well in 2021. He won about 55% of the Hispanic and Latino vote in Virginia. I was very pleased with that. And so we're capitalizing on how well he did among that and other uh, constituent groups that typically in the recent past uh, have not been a reliable Republican uh, demographic. And so we capitalized on that. We're in the process of forming a uh, Republican Party of Virginia Hispanic coalition Um, And then we are also concurrently working with a a coalition that we're calling Black Voices for Virginia. We already have a military coalition in place. and We've got about a dozen others we're in the process of building right now. The core of those, uh, the core constituency for those coalitions come out of the Youngkin coalitions that existed with great effect last year. We have already had several meetings with the Uh, nucleus of the Hispanic coalition. And what I've done is I have gone in recent days to other Hispanic constituent groups and asked uh, for the contact information of their leadership. And then from there, we plan to put together uh, a summit, if you will, at Republican Party of Virginia headquarters in the coming weeks in order to put the finishing touches on that uh, coalition. So those are vital to what we're doing. Um, Those are Virginians, and we want them all, regardless of their background, to have a voice in the growth of the Republican Party of Virginia and a voice in conservative outcomes in our legislative process. You know, we could keep going, but if I do that, eventually my producers will be like, David, you really need to take a break. But I wanted to to really expand this process, Richard, and Mm -hmm. I appreciate you coming on for this time. We're going to do this again uh, for everyone out there. Continue to speak to the states. Uh, two, uh, call it two exit questions on this, and I'll let you okay. take them in, in whatever way. One is best practices in working with other state uh, GOPs, and also for the people listening, how to participate. Well, um, best practices uh, are... Uh, just crucial to what we're doing. Actually, the Virginia GOP, we have been the consumer of best practices from other states, but now my brother and sister state party chairs, most of whom I know very well uh, because we're all members of the Republican National Committee and meet three or four times a year, they come to me now wanting to hear best practices for what we have done in Virginia. Of course, at the very 
top. The cap of that is great candidates supported by a great state party organization. So, so, so that's that, that's first of all. And then you had a second part to that question. What was that again? Well, how people can participate. I get that a lot from the audience. Obviously, we have a big footprint with this channel in Virginia across the platform. But people want to get involved and they need to, you know, we talked about training earlier. We talked about getting into the system. I'm not even just talking about running for office, but we have a citizen responsibility and people want to know how they can join in, how they can, how they can be effective. Well, uh, let me just answer that uh, in, in the space of a few seconds. We have, a, as I said earlier, 125 local Republican units across the state. So any of your listening, listeners um, can simply go to the state party website, which is www.virginia, spelled out, .gop. So virginia.gop. And there they will find a list of contact information for each chair for those 125 local Republican units. All politics is local, so what we need to do is ask them to enlist in this great Republican Party of Virginia Army and network with others, receive training, network, and be ready to march onto the political battlefield between now and November 8th, which is General Election Day in Virginia. Richard Anderson, chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia. I appreciate the time, Richard. We have got to expand and bring people into this across the states. And like you said, it's local. We win locally. It translates upward. It's not always down ballot, as we both know. Right. Well, thank you very much, David. This has been an enjoyable uh, time for me. Thank you. Richard Anderson, again, chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia. And this is we're going to have more state chairs on. We're reaching out to them. We're we've got to win this battle at the ground level. We, we can't just focus on the uh, traditional, uh, if you will, uh, congressional races. All right. And Richard, I see you still on the line, by the way. My team has an update or message for you. I look forward to our next conversation. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.